Welcome back to MAM Podcast. Been a little bit since we've been on your airwave, but MAM is back, sort of. Half of MAM is back. Natalie is absent today, unfortunately, because to quote her, she is drowning in Zoom University and would please like someone to send a raft to save her. So hopefully she's okay soon. But today I am joined by a very special guest who knows both myself and Natalie very well. We thought she would be the perfect first guest to have on the podcast. So everyone, please welcome Stephanie. Hey, oh my gosh, that was such a sweet intro. That was lovely. Thanks. Yeah, Natalie asks for a raft. I wouldn't trust Natalie on an actual raft, though. Like, if I had to rescue her, I'm going to be honest, if I had to, like, rescue her, you know, from, like, from an island or something, I would do what I needed to do to, like, find a plane. I would not trust that girl on a raft any extended period of time. I didn't even, we went to Worlds of Fun once, and I didn't even let her control the spinny part of of the water ride we went on. (laughs) She's not going to appreciate this. That's fine. <laughs> um, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, Stephanie, and share what you would like of your, I don't know, a mini bio to let the listener know who you are? Oh, yeah. Um, so I am an actual angel and employed as the sweetest person on earth. But I could, you know, I could see how some people might not might not agree with that title. I Because I share the actual angel title with both of these hosts of Ma'am. Mm-hmm. We are friends from high school. As Mm -hmm. impossible as that sounds, suddenly everything I know about myself, which is all the things about myself, Mm -hmm. is blank. So thanks for putting me on the spot there. (laughs) A lot of your personality will certainly shine through. When I tell you that we hand-selected Stephanie as our guest today, I genuinely mean that. She is the perfect, perfect guest to have to speak about today's topic, um, which is Thanksgiving and Black Friday in this kind of holiday season opener mm-hmm. first want to do natalie's favorite thing especially since she's not here have to do it in her honor and wrap up some loose ends so we have like i said not been posting a lot of episodes and that we've posted no episodes since the last week of september but as sure as i'm sure many of you have experienced the world is insane right now and it's been super busy I just started a new part-time job in retail to kind of, you know, have some money and be engaged as I look for a career. Gross. So I've got that going on. So I've started a new part-time job. It's a brief loose ends this week because Natalie's not really here to tie hers up. But that kind of brings us to this topic of Thanksgiving and Black Friday because I'm about to experience my first Black Friday as a retail employee. (gasps) I will not reveal where I'm at, but it is a nationwide craft supply store. So (laughs) connect whatever dots you would like to connect with that. And I've been there for a few weeks and it's absolutely crazy. People are buying a lot of craft supplies. I don't really know what to expect. I mean, it's been so busy at this store and they've told me it's been so busy since the pandemic began, but it's also ridiculous with how many cases are popping up with COVID-19. So I would hope that that would mean less people would go into crowded places and tight spaces to purchase things they might not need, but I don't really know. So it might be absolutely overwhelming and full of people. 
we'll see how it goes, I guess. I was going to ask Stephanie her thoughts on um, the Thanksgiving holiday, but before we got on this call, we um, got really sidetracked about talking about Christmas because she took me on a tour of all the Christmas decorations that, you know, a virtual video tour of the Christmas decorations that are already up. Just the ones that are already up. Yeah, her mom assured us, multiple times they're not done Uh, yeah so i feel like in your house the thanksgiving is getting a little skipped but it was the most wonderful bathroom i've ever seen i heard from the background did you show abby the bathroom Mm -hmm. and then stephanie showed me the bathroom and i had no idea what to expect it was it was an experience do you want to explain the bathroom stephanie yes so first of all i told you to expect a crime and uh That was the best I could do to prepare you for this. It's just, um, I mean, you know, it's it's just a little half bath that's like by the garage and, you know, like the kitchen. It's just like a very frequently trafficked room. So my, my parents have been making a cross-country move from New York to Missouri. And my dad keeps driving back and forth from New York, which he has not taken very well from an attitude perspective. So he told my mom, I want to come home to Christmas. Like he said he wanted the, the, the holidays to be really big this year so Halloween was really big and we had a ton of stuff like we broke out decorations that I haven't seen since I was like five (laughs) decorated everything and we actually didn't have costumes but and because of COVID you know we didn't like pass out candy the same way so anyway on the most recent trip my dad said I want to come home to Christmas so we took all the Halloween decorations down and then my mom and I got drunk with this girl who lives down the street and we (laughs) put well okay To clarify, like, I was drinking tequila, and then the two of them were drinking Twisted Teas, and then we were somehow all on the same level. So, um, I got the Alexa to start working, and then we kept having it play Christmas music, and, you know, we're just, like, setting everything up. My mom, who used to be an elementary school teacher, is now a middle school teacher, um, used to decorate her classroom very... Mm intensely i don't really know what the word yeah festively that works festivus for the rest of us um because it's decorated like a lot all year round but this year she was like well i can't decorate my middle school classroom for christmas so it's all going in the bathroom (laughs) and so it did um and so you go into this this little half bath and it's just you know toilet sink and you know four walls including a door but Mm -hmm. all of that is covered in the grinch Imagine that you visit this house and that you need to use the facilities. You go in there and you are immediately assaulted by first the smell of apples on a wreath, Mm -hmm. which doesn't make sense because apples don't normally go on a wreath, but Mm -hmm. that's what Yankee Candle did. You're immediately assaulted by that scent, but then you go in after, well, you don't really have to turn on the light because there are two light up canvases on the walls. Mm -hmm. One is just Cindy Lou Who's bow and then like the lights in Max's antlers. Mm -hmm. But the other one is the Grinch on a sign that says naughty or nice and you can switch the lights to pick one. I do want to say that before the visual of the bathroom was revealed stephanie had the facetime camera really close to her face and said abby naughty or nice and without thinking i said naughty it's a bathroom like that was somehow obvious (laughs) right right and i was like "Hmm, i'd I'd hope that my trips to the bathroom are nice but that's fine you know to eat your own yeah so it's just it's covered in the grinch there's like a grinch stuffed thing in there like a like a stuffed grinch Mm -hmm. um like that sounds really menacing it's yeah it's like you know only like a foot tall and it is holding in its wire arms like a bottle of poo-pourri for for <laughs> anybody functional. 
Yeah, it is. It's functional. I trust me. I made sure that at least one thing in this bathroom other than the <laughs> toilet was functional. And there's a little miniature tree in there that my mom went out and sought miniature decorations for. And I don't mean like a pack of them. I mean like she literally went to like the section where they have like a bunch of little individual ornaments mm -hmm. and picked out individual mini ornaments. If you're going to do something like decorate your bathroom in a Grinch theme yeah. for two months, you've got to go hard and you got to do it all the yeah. way. Do it right. There's the sexy snow globe where the Grinch is holding a Christmas tree over his knee like he's going to spank it. Um, you know what disappointed me about the snow globe the most, that shocked me the most about the snow globe, is that when you turn on the music box inside, it plays just like a regular Christmas song. Like, I think it was Jingle Bells when you yeah. played it for me. Yeah, I think it was Jingle Bells. I was expecting like the Grinch song or like your yeah. name one or like maybe Fahu Foray or whatever it mm -hmm. was something a little closer to the movie yeah and then there's the fake hand towels that have the grinch on them and the plain mm -hmm. hand towel that you actually use mm -hmm. and then she replaced the the potpourri bouquet that's normally in a giant vase um that spatially has never sat well with me um <laughs> on the countertop she replaced it with a very whoville looking mm -hmm. bouquet including sequin peppermint candy cane things you liked it though oh i loved it I thought yeah, it was stunning. Yeah. I thought it looked great. I thought everything looked great. It was yeah. a great tour of Christmas decorations. It made me oh, very yeah. excited because I've kind of started my Christmas experience because as many friends of the pod will know, I have a deep obsession with Hallmark movies, specifically mm -hmm. the Christmas movies. It's infectious. Yeah, I've been watching those since October 23rd, mm -hmm. um, but I haven't fully embraced Christmas decor yet, but it got me very excited to decorate my house now. Decorating early is a little bit confusing. We were all on the couch the other night and we watched this like 1935 Christmas Carol mm -hmm. movie that was a little creepy, but very cool. Yeah. And then we watched The Grinch, the animated one, the Boris Karlov one, uh, the best in my mm -hmm. opinion. And then we realized that it was like November 15th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not, it's not anywhere near Christmas. So maybe if you do decorate early, don't jump the gun on the, the normal December celebrations that sort of help you stretch out the month yeah so let's just address the big elephant in the room i feel like of uh not christmas <laughs> the big elephant in the room of thanksgiving plans mm -hmm. family and i have decided that we're not gonna do like extended family traveling mm -hmm. just because it, it's really not feeling like a good safe option and we're so far apart that it would just be a little bit much plus as i said I've got this new work schedule where they want me to sell people craft supplies hours before the sun rises. That's when I buy my craft supplies. <laughs> so I wanted to see, Stephanie, what your plans were. If you, had, you guys have adjusted or if you've tried to find ways to make it a little bit of a safe COVID Thanksgiving. Our plan is just to do the regular... It's just going to be my parents and then myself and my brother. We've done Thanksgivings with other families before. We've done Thanksgivings with a lot of local international students from local colleges have mm -hmm. moonlighted at the family Thanksgiving. I'm sure they always have a good story out of that. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing anything particularly special. My brother, it will be actually kind of special this year because my brother will be appearing at dinner. He has not for like the last five years because he camps out in a literal tent in front of Best Buy um, every year oh. for Black Friday. And so he, he can't do that this year. Mm -hmm. So he will actually be at dinner. 
is it always like a specific item that he wants or is just Black Friday a store that has universal appeal to him? No, it's it's always a thing that he wants, although I think he still would go even if it, even if there wasn't like a one thing he wanted. Every year there's a there's a new game console or new game or, you know, TV or something that mm-hmm. he, he wants. And, you know, he spends his own money on it. So my parents were like, okay, you can do that. Have fun. He always does it with friends. And I'm like, how did they, like, I understand how he got let out of our Thanksgiving because like our Thanksgiving isn't really a big deal. But like, I don't understand how his friends let him out. We always bring them like wrapped plates of Thanksgiving dinner. And then like, we always have so many leftovers because you know, Scott and his cooking. Do you remember yeah. practice Thanksgiving back in high school? Yeah, I'm really upset that I'm, it's been so long since I have gotten to eat your dad's cooking. Mm-hmm. Yes, practice Thanksgiving, as Stephanie just referred to, was a time when her dad, I don't know if he was making everything or- Oh, it's everything. Somehow there came to be a turkey leg that Stephanie brought to school for me. It was like wrapped in saran wrap mm-hmm. and I just was eating it freely. Yeah, just <laughs> like it was a Ren fair. Yeah. And I put it in my lunch bag and was like going to take it home. And I very distinctly remember I had to like run an errand after school or something. I was like, oh, I've got that turkey leg in my lunch bag. And I was like sitting in the parking lot somewhere. I was like, yeah, I really want to eat some of that. So I did. And then I took a video, Snapchat video, and I sent it to Stephanie. And I just said, God bless your father. Video of me eating a turkey leg in my car. It was amazing food. My dad's retired now. And like, it's a good thing because he had a stressful job, but it's it's also not a good thing and that he needs to be constantly entertained like a toddler um i mean i feel that i completely understand that even before he retired cooking is just like cooking is his love language it's his it's his stress relief and so like holiday dinners like the food itself has always been special even if maybe the spirituality behind said holiday maybe wasn't always like the biggest deal Mm -hmm. but the food has always been good and it's always been for anybody who wants who wants the food that's why like people have always joined our thanksgivings but practice thanksgiving he'll try he might cook like two or three turkeys throughout november like to to practice different marinades or brines or shoving different herbs and everything in all sorts of places (laughs) and just trying to see what what he liked best variations on side dishes and and all sorts of stuff and then he would always give me like a big old brown grocery bag just full of tupperwares of food and then I would bring it to school and just sort of hand it out He'd give me basically an entire turkey minus the bones and I just sort of hand it out to people but only my my good friends got the turkey legs so I felt so blessed oh, when, yeah. I, when I just was handed when I was handed that turkey leg I was like wow yeah the other experiences of your dad's cooking that will always stand out in my mind is the time we got home from a debate tournament. I was staying at your house for some reason, and it was like 10.30, and we were like, yeah, we're kind of hungry. He goes, okay, I'll, I'll make you something. I swear, I don't know how, it was like time didn't move, because yeah. all of a sudden, this man had steak on toast for us. Oh, so yeah. I, like, I should be asleep, and yeah. I'm eating steak on toast right now. There were eggs, too, I think. I think mine had an egg. Yeah, I think you had it. He was like, yeah, but you want an egg? I was like, no, I'm good. He's like, are you sure? Yeah. That's the thing is he always wants to add. And I'm like, no, no, that's okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that, and he, he served us something once too that had rosemary on it. And I will fully own up that I am not the most adventurous eater. And it just wasn't my favorite thing. He goes, it's okay. It's okay. It's for a more mature palate. And I completely <laughs> understood. What, what oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, of course he would say that. I don't think you liked it too much either. He was like, you girls, it's it's a mature palate thing. It's oh, funny. oh, no, because he said that because it sucked. Yeah, he said that because it was actually bad. Like, it, it turned out it, it turned out poorly. He, like, had overdone something or underdone something. Or- well, yeah, the food definitely for me on this holiday. I feel like this is 
straight up just a food holiday, which is oh, fine. it is. Like, just own it. One of my Thanksgiving memories was well established on the podcast. I'm not an adventurous eater, and everyone always expects I'm like never gonna try new things. But one year I tried some sweet potato casserole thing, and then I just kept eating it. And all of my family members were like, "She got more of that." She, oh my god, I can't believe she ate it. And it's now my favorite thing. And this year I'm gonna try and make it myself. So I'm yay. Crossed my sweet potato dish with pecans and brown sugar and heavy cream. Probably. I mean, it's basically like a dessert, but we just pretend like it's a side dish to make me feel better yeah that sounds amazing no that sounds really good i fully expect pictures and maybe like a a reaction bite video oh i can definitely deliver that so that has become the highlight of my thanksgivings when i was at at school the countdown to going home for thanksgiving like part of it was like i'm gonna see my parents i'm gonna see my dog i'm gonna be in my bed and i'm gonna eat the sweet potato casserole yeah but the other big thing that i look forward to on thanksgiving which is maybe not in the spirit of Thanksgiving, but I am obsessed with all of the people tweeting about their ridiculous Thanksgivings because my family Thanksgivings are usually pretty calm. Yeah, There's never these dramatic political fights. Right. I'm not getting hounded about my relationship status like so many people online apparently are. Really entertaining to watch other people tweet through family meltdowns. It's just straight up good fun. It is. So that's what I always look forward to. Yeah, I see it and I'm like... What What is happening in your house? Yeah, like dramatic stuff happens in my house. But when dramatic stuff happens in my house, it's like the kind of stuff that happens on a sitcom, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it resolves itself by like the end of the of the day. There's a closing yeah. of the storyline and then we're all just like, oh, that happened. Mm-hmm. There are like some like deep wounds made on, th- like psychological <laughs> wounds made on Thanksgiving for a lot of people. And I'm looking at these tweets and I'm like, I am perfectly fine. And you yeah. are not. And yikes. The ones where people are like, oh, no, my cousin is hot. Those really freak me. Those those <laughs> are really the, the wild cards in there that I'm like, uh, uh. I like the ones where it's something about the weird kind of dynamics of family relationships of like, are, you decide if you're the weird cousin or right. the cousin everyone else hates because the family members have decided you're like the golden child or different things like that. Or like bonding with a cousin is sitting quietly and rolling your eyes to each other at the Thanksgiving table or random yeah. things. But there's always, there's always so many good tweets or people being like, this is my mom with all the food she made. She wouldn't let anyone else be in the photo because they didn't help. Oh, I love those. Oh, I love those. There's plenty of content too about people being like, the best thing I ever learned was drive yourself to family events or people talking about getting drunk at thanksgiving oh i love drunk at thanksgiving the twitter gets even better i love the ones where people like get drunk with the one relative that they had never been drunk with before and then they discover that they're like gonna be bffs for the rest of their lives Uh, or like the ones where they get like a grandparent drunk those Mm -hmm. are good or somebody like learns family secrets so like wait right i actually stayed in the i stayed yeah. in the kitchen to help uh-huh. my aunt this year and i learned that there's actually some dramatic backstory that no one ever talks about or you staying in the kitchen to hear all the gossip and stuff so i like the ones that are lighthearted, not people being like yeah. oh we have deep emotional wounds in this right family. exactly i can understand that like maybe for the person going through it at the time it's like lightly scarring but it's still like lighthearted. ultimately when they talk about it those are those are my favorite ones 
But mm-hmm. I do, I do wish, I wish a lot of love for people and kindness for people who are, who are going to maybe less, less friendly Thanksgiving scenarios this year. And hopefully they have a good excuse with COVID to stay away. If, yeah. You know, they normally wouldn't want to be, be at something like that. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody who would like to be with everyone has to yeah. have a, a solo Thanksgiving, I'm sure that that's going to be hard for people this year too. I did get Natalie to tell us um, one Thanksgiving story so that she can still be here in spirit. I don't have a lot of details about this. Lee told me that one year, Ella, a beloved pet, apparently jumped up on the table and ate like the whole turkey, which is not outside of reason. Like It's, it's not. That's not. That I would expect Heidi to do that, though. Right? Heidi's the one who will like straight up punch you in the gut with her head. <laughs> Like, yeah. Heidi would also fight somebody for a whole turkey on top of a table. I know. It's surprising that, that was Ella, but that's, I can imagine that, and I love it. Oh. Yeah, but I feel like I don't have any sort of crazy Chris, or, why do I keep saying Christmas? I'm ready for Christmas. I know, I, I did, have, I'm sorry for doing this to you. <laughs> I don't really feel like I have crazy Thanksgiving stories like that, but I know that you do, so not to put you on the spot, but <sighs> please, please entertain us with. Okay. What I know are some iconic family stories. Okay, so I hope I do them justice. I really hope I do. I'm sure you will. There's just, there's a lot that's happened. And uh, I was just on the phone with my Nana because I, I had to, to do a little bit of fact checking because you cannot trust that any story. That... I appreciate your dedication to research uh, yes. and prepare for your stint. This is a podcast. Podcasts. As far Listen, I'm not actually like a podcast person in general. I've just never gotten into it. For me, it feels like other people's conversations that like I don't get to be a part of I've said the same yeah I'm here with one of my best friends so it's it's a little different obviously but I do know if like podcast etiquette as a guest is to research <laughs> and prepare for if, if you're gonna if you're gonna be telling stories like this okay so let's see the first thing that I can think about is the peppers and the stuffing I love how you have like a title for it <laughs> It's the peppers in the stuffing. Everybody in this house knows what it means. There are people outside of this house who know what it means. 2010, throwback. My dad, well, I just asked him to retell the story not too long ago. I was like, so how do you remember the peppers in the stuffing? Because when I asked my brother, he was like, it sucked. And I was like, yeah, but like, how do you remember it? And he was like, well, it sucked. I'm like, okay, super helpful. Yeah, all I remember is just that I'm at Thanksgiving dinner. I'm sitting at the table. All of us tuck into our, our meals and it looks normal. We're expecting all of the food to be delicious as it always is. And I'm super excited to make my little biscuit. Now Hawaiian roll. I'm a convert to Hawaiian Ooh. rolls. They're so good. A Hawaiian roll with a little bit of turkey and like a layer of cranberry sauce and then like some stuffing. Okay. The little sandwich that you then like mop up some gravy with. Okay. You should butter it first though and it should be hot. But anyway. Yeah, and it's a good little Thanksgiving sandwich. So I'm ready to make one of those and then I take a bite of the stuffing and like it's just like tastes kind of weird and like vaguely spicy mm-hmm. and I was like that's not appropriate <laughs> for this meal what are you doing like don't get me wrong we love spicy food in this house that was a dish that was not supposed to be spicy yeah it's not what you're expecting yeah so you know I just sort of go hey dad what are there peppers in the stuffing and then he's like yeah yeah it's a new thing I tried out this year and my brother goes well, I hate it and like <laughs> throws like a tantrum. I mean, he's he's like an elementary schooler at this point. He just, uh, he's 
losing his mind. And then my dad's like, my children are all ungrateful. Nobody, I <laughs> slaved away for hours. I'm like, you didn't slave away for hours. Like, you love cooking. It's your favorite thing to do. But he's getting all upset. And then my mom's getting all flustered. And then my sister's like, why did I come home from college for this? And I'm just sitting there. And I'm like, all I asked if there were peppers in the stuffing, it was a yes or no question. I was just going to politely push it to the side and like maybe give it to the dog. But everybody's just being so dramatic about it and suddenly everybody in the family is like I can't believe you put peppers in the stuffing I can't believe it I can't believe you put peppers in the stuffing and every single holiday without fail um somebody has mentioned the peppers in the stuffing and my dad (laughs) and my dad throws his arms up in his dramatic way and he's oh I cook and I work and I do so much and nobody appreciates me (laughs) nobody appreciates my efforts and nobody appreciates my food Thank you for adding the accent, because that really makes it. His accent is... It's hilarious. Yeah, it doesn't even really have a place anymore, because he's here, and people ask him where he's from. He's in New York, people ask him where he's from. So, like... (laughs) It's just constantly evolving. Yeah, but the peppers and the stuffing are just, like, a family... It's like a family legend that's just gonna haunt us forever, probably. My dad claims that there was this one time that they were too poor for turkey, so they ate chicken, but boiled the chicken, which just sounds traumatic. But maybe it's just very British, I don't know. Maybe. Like, boiling meat? Yeah. My mom said that she always watched March of the Wooden Soldiers. I don't know if you've seen that. Both of my parents watched that. that. Oh, no, so the, the two of them... My parents lived, like, two blocks away from each other their whole lives, but they were five years apart. So, like, my mom was my dad's sister's age, and my dad is my mom's brother's age. And so, like, they knew of each other and, like, had Mm. seen each other, like, playing in the street or whatever, but they didn't actually meet until my godfather set them up years later. So they grew up doing very, very, very similar things, but they weren't doing them together, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's the kind of thing where they're like, oh, well, I did that, and then the other one will say, yeah, I did that too, and I'll be like, oh, so that's, like, a normal thing people did not realizing that they actually just lived in an incredibly small community that like all the people did the same thing but nobody else in the world did that stuff <laughs> you know like I'm, I'm not getting a great source but march of the wooden soldiers is a it's an old oh who are the two people in it what are their names oh it's gonna bother me that i don't know their names you know what i'm gonna look this up because it's gonna bother me we can google there's no rules against google it's also called babes in toyland it's laurel and hardy oh okay i've heard of that it's also called babes in toyland I mean, it's 1934. It's a little old. Um, and you can definitely tell. And like, it's a little racist um, and kind of anti-Semitic and also sexist and kind of predatory. But for my parents, it's a lovely Thanksgiving mm-hmm. memory. So the two of them really love that. And so we grew up watching it as well. Although there were years where we got confused about whether or not we watched it Thanksgiving or Easter. So then we just ended up watching it at <laughs> Mm. um so they apparently they watched that and then my mom said that every year her mother would make her sit through the entire macy's thanksgiving day parade um even though they knew that the rockettes were going to be on at the very end because my grandmother was a rockette oh that's so cool she was she was a dancer both of my grandparents were dancers and they met while Mm. dancing and then they were dance teachers together yeah she made my mom watch my mom was not a good dancer um to the chagrin of her parents and so who had a a dance studio in their house like they lived in what was basically a shack but they had a dance (laughs) studio that was very nice um you know like they slept literally by the oven in the winter but 
We got a dance studio. Yeah, so my grandma made my mom sit and watch the entire parade. And then she made me sit and watch the entire parade. I like the parade now. It's fine. I forget that it exists. And then it's like, oh, today that's happening. Okay, sure, I'll watch part of it. I like the bits Mm -hmm. where they have people from Broadway shows perform. Oh, those are the best. Especially the ones where they're on the float. Yeah. And then I do like to watch the dog show. Oh, yeah. Pretend like I know the differences between working Mm. breeds and whatever yeah i don't know the difference between any of that well i only know for like the five minutes that it's on and then i've right forgotten or somebody will do something i'm like oh a mistake you know how you watch the olympics and you think you know everything for like two weeks oh yeah absolutely but i forget about those i do not think about them until it's literally on the guide of the television and i'm like oh yes this is media we can consume today but i don't think about it any Mm -hmm. other time it's not something i particularly look forward to it's just oh right okay i remember today that that's the thing we used to be very macy's parade people because i guess it was just like such a big thing for my family because like what we would also do is we didn't do Thanksgiving with extended family ever but we did Christmas with extended family sometimes and that was in New York Mm -hmm. and what was on Long Island but then like my parents like we'd go to Long Island and then we'd be there for like 48 not even 48 hours probably like 36 hours before my parents were like oh my gosh we can't do this and they get a hotel in the city and then we go into the city (laughs) so we have stumbled across and when I say stumbled across I mean like it's packed um it's cold it's a little bit miserable so like we've been to the we've been to the um the Christmas Day parade mm-hmm. a few t- actually I danced in it once can't believe I forgot about this yeah I I was at a dance studio and, and our team when we we danced through the whole parade and it was very cold I was like ten or eleven when that happened I'm always surprised by how young some of the children are who are in it and how far they will bring people for it because I'm like that just uh-huh. sounds like a ridiculous amount I would be so exhausted and then you want oh, a twelve year old yeah. to do that it was so physically exhausting and you know it's Christmas so. Like, I was still young enough that I, you know, was sleepless the night before. Mm. So I was, like, singing. I made up this little song about Santa when I was younger. It's terrible. (laughs) I will not sing it right now. I would sing it to myself sort of like fall asleep to it that's so cute well not until you hear the song you're gonna think it's cute until you hear the song don't speak too soon the concept is cute but yeah all my grandparents really love the parades and mom also said she always went to her grandma goldie's in the bronx and my mom she wasn't a picky eater so much as she just there were things that she just really didn't like Mm -hmm. but that was mostly because she she was raised by terrible cooks (laughs) who made really cheap and terrible food not that food has to be expensive to be good but it was cheap already and then it was cooked poorly (laughs) so like it was just especially bad yeah not improved in any way so they would go to her grandma goldie's and have a pseudo italian they are not italian but my (laughs) great grandma goldie in her later years had an italian man companion (laughs) to get her through her days Yeah, so her grandma would always make her stuffed shells, and then she always really liked all the Italian food. That was really all she had to tell me about Thanksgiving. Like, it was fun for her. Like, she didn't have cousins. She had some, but just a couple. Yeah, but she doesn't really have... Oh, actually, one of her cousins holds, like, a world record for model rockets, and is, like, one of a few people to be licensed to use a certain type of model rocket. So, like, aerospace engineering schools and programs will, like, hire him to come in and shoot the rockets because they're not licensed to, but he is, like, as a hobby. It's not his career. (laughs) He just does it. I love how you have all of these random people in your family, like, an extended circle. You'd be like, oh, yeah, my dad has this friend who did blah 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 and I'm like oh my god how how do you meet these people 
Yeah, that's true. I have realized, I, you know what? It wasn't really until like you and Natalie that I, re- and, like pointing it out to me, like that these people are not normal. But not in that, a bad like, way. I'm just like, wow. No, no, like, I know. People who have world yeah. records and random things. Y'all are the ones who pointed that out to me. And now that, now since you have, I'm just like, oh yeah, no, that is a, that is a little weird. <laughs> But my Nana, this one, I think. So my Nana was talking about like her Thanksgivings, which first of all, she claims that no matter how poor they were, they never ate boiled chicken. Okay. She didn't say that they never ate chicken. She just said they never ate boiled chicken. Well, you have to draw the line. Take that as you will. (laughs) Take that as you will. But there was one time that my dad was a baby. He was a little fat baby. He's a butterball. He was like 30 pounds. Oh my gosh. And they had an apartment next door. This is when they were living in Brooklyn. They had these neighbors who had no kids. They're very nice people, you know, like sort of doted on. My, my dad had has like a ton of siblings. Mm-hmm. And um, this is like, you know, one of the Irish Catholic families. And so they doted on all the kids, but he was the baby. And so she let them one Thanksgiving, like while she was cooking and trying to wrangle all these other kids, watch him for a little while in like the living room. Mm-hmm. Like at one point she like goes into the living room and like they are not there. <laughs> this couple has absconded with her baby. And so. Oh my God. For like a little while, they, they like couldn't find my dad and he was like kidnapped on thanksgiving my nana tells me that she was not i was like what were you like panic so first of all this this story has been told my whole life like i have always known about the kidnapping i have to add the caveat that may or may not have happened because my dad was a baby and my nana can or cannot confirm that she knew that he was gone okay but it's not in like one of those ways where you know they said oh we're just popping over to the apartment we'll hold on to the baby while we're doing that so we don't put him on the ground or something yeah. it wasn't anything like that it was that she didn't know that that he was with them okay she thought that he was upstairs or something Oh, okay and then just come to find like hours later nobody can find the baby but they still ate christmas dinner (laughs) sorry they still ate thanksgiving dinner and they just like waited a little while to like go find the baby so when they found your dad he was with this couple and was there a question asked of like so where have you been well so yeah she goes over there knocks on the door and is like do you know where my baby is and he's there but like she had a really hard time getting him back Like, she had, like, such a hard time getting him back that she called the cops to come and mediate getting oh her child God. back. In the time that it took the cops to come, she went back and she finished Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> she was like, okay, well, at least he's safe over there. Like, I can't get him back yet, but, like, he's safe. Oh, my God. So let me go finish dinner. What would their reason have been for saying, like, no, you can't have him back yet? I just, oh my god, I have so many questions. Do you know how many questions I've asked about this over the course of my life that have not been answered? I can't even, like, tell this story, like, coherently because I don't even really know it. I know the things that I've been told and the tidbits that have been dropped during the years. I'll be on the phone with my Nana at some point and she'll be like, yes, and and it took a while for the cop to come. So I went and I finished dinner. And then, well, it was hard to get him back. And I was like, what are you talking about? My Nana is, she's got her faculties. Like, she's not, she does not have, like, a aging memory or anything. Yeah, she doesn't. So, like, I don't know what happened. Like, I've asked her to tell the story so many times, but my dad inevitably interrupts or, and, you know, steers the conversation somewhere else, and then they quarrel about something. Or she'll distract herself in the middle of the story. And I'm like, can somebody please just tell me whether or not my dad was actually kidnapped? <laughs> 
and or like if he was in danger and did you not have a bad feeling about the missing baby for like a few hours his siblings also have very patchy accounts of it where they were like yes we went over there sometimes and they loved the baby but then they would send us home without the baby <laughs> but can you what Tiffany, is it okay like should we even be airing this on a podcast this is insane oh it's fine it's fine <laughs> Everybody's fine. So yeah. But I cannot positively tell you whether it, that my father was kidnapped on Thanksgiving. It's a dubious kidnapping. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like there's a lot of holes and a lot of questions left unanswered. <laughs> yeah. But it's a mystery that I, I want to solve in my lifetime. That Yeah. I respect that. I would love to read the like short story, essay, memoir, whatever it takes to like investigate yeah. this. I would I would gladly consume that content in any sort of form. If you start an investigative web series, I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. Yeah. Well, the thing is that makes me curious now. Obviously, they were not successful. Yeah. You know, and then eventually his family moved out of Brooklyn and out to Long Island. You know, I like to do like genealogy and stuff. Mm-hmm. I am thinking maybe like, I should go look up their address and like, see who they were and see if they're descendants or maybe if they're alive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Be maybe if because I don't know if they maybe adopted later or if they kidnapped another child and it was six. It, it actually f- followed through that time. Yeah, you might find a new story. <laughs> I might find that they have daughter that looks nothing like them. We'll see. Maybe I'll solve a missing persons case. Maybe there is no problem. Yeah. I don't know. But it, it does haunt me just like a little bit that yeah. he may or may not have been kidnapped in 1964. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm gonna just walk around with this knowledge now in my life and be like, hmm, I wonder if Scott was kidnapped. Yeah, it's not even really a story because there's no like cohesive way to tell it. It's just, here are the facts that we know. Yeah. Here's the hearsay that we know. Dad was a baby. He contributes nothing. <laughs> so like... <laughs> that baby, he's got nothing to offer. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I, I want to find out what happened to that that old couple. Yeah. Possible kidnappers. Well, wow. That was maybe the biggest ma'am situation I've ever experienced while recording this podcast was hearing about this potential kidnapping personally if i went over to my neighbor's apartment and they had my baby i would be like "Mm, (laughs) ma'am yeah (laughs) Mm, sir well i'm I'm glad to have provided you with that moment listen i've been wanting to tell this story for a long time there's just i'm so glad we could give you that platform thank you so much i you know what and it was actually it was really lovely to you know talk to my family about it's like i knew vaguely about their thanksgiving past but i never like directly asked them Mm -hmm. So it was really nice. And also to get my Nana on the phone and to ask her about it and learn some wild and crazy things. So yeah, thank you so much for also just like, even if we hadn't done this, like just giving me the sort of like little push to get some of that info down because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed learning it. That's so sweet. I put out a post that um, I did get a little bit of response to asking if any of the other listeners of the podcast had any stories to tell. My friend Annabelle said that her and her friends have a tradition of going to whatever the new movie is that comes out on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Apparently the most iconic or maybe memorable one was when they went to see Frozen when we were like in whatever sophomore year of high school. Whenever that came out. Um, oh, they were early on the on the frozen train. They wanted to come out. They wanted to go see the new Thanksgiving Day movie or whatever day movie it is. Yeah. So they went. 
if she can't safely go this year, that I, I really hope that they are able to either rain check it or find another way to enjoy something together yeah. during that time. Well, I think that kind of brings us to the end of the episode. Um, Some announcements. Uh, well, first off, I want to thank you so much again for being our first oh, thank guest. You. And such a wonderful thank you guest. so much. I put you on the spot and you just told us so many just wonderful family gems. <laughs> I want to feel I want to hear other people's family gems now I know I mean obviously those are just Thanksgiving related ones in my family there are so many more but like I I really want to hear other people's Thanksgiving family gems can't wait for that the hope is that I'm gonna release this on Thanksgiving so after everyone's listened maybe like send in whatever happens at this Thanksgiving if this Thanksgiving is a different setup for you because again we I want to hear them too um we're hoping to return to some more regular programming as in not go dormant for six weeks as Natalie wraps up her semester and I get through this transition to a new job. But the big thing that is coming up for me is that I'm going to be participating in a fundraising campaign that I participated in last year. So I am fully taking advantage of this podcast to promote my fundraiser. So I guess you don't have to, I don't have to do this while you're on the call. But anyways, my pitch. Uh, I love supporting this. Okay. (laughs) I I love seeing it last year. I love seeing it this year. I already saw like little get ready for it post. There's like a teaser, if you will. So I am going to be participating in Dressember, which is it is a style challenge that is used as a vehicle to start discussions and raise funds and awareness for survivors of human trafficking. So Dressember itself is a nonprofit organization that kind of sponsors this and gives people different resources and the digital pages to have a fundraiser and connects people with different resources to learn about the human trafficking and how it affects all different areas of our lives, whether that's food production, apparel production, or even how to see the signs of human trafficking around you, how human trafficking affects people of different identities. And this year in particular, there has been a lot of focus on how COVID-19 has exacerbated the vulnerability of certain groups, how it's destabilized people who, through different support networks, have, you know, gotten jobs that they've now lost because of reduced hours, or maybe they worked in some sort of hospitality sector that has been closed or dramatically reshaped as a result of COVID-19 policies and precautions. So basically, the style challenge part is that you wear a dress every day for 31 days in December. So dress December, dress December. By doing that, you kind of use that experience to draw attention and start a conversation about something that's right in front of you, but that goes often unnoticed and is treated like a, a taboo topic. So I will link my December fundraiser page. And if you would like to donate or share, it would be much, much appreciated. I also will be doing a couple of different things to create some more excitement and buzz around learning about this issue and how you might be able to get involved with it. I'm thinking about doing some sort of tie-in with a new Etsy shop that I started. And I also post a lot of information about the cause on my Instagram story every day, along with a little outfit of the day photo. So if you would like to learn more about this cause, possibly join my team and participate yourself. You can wear dresses or ties every day in December, and you can be a part of this fight for freedom and human rights for people who are due dignity and respect that they're not currently receiving in their situation. 
Yeah, so that's the end of our episode. That was just a quick announcement I wanted to make. All of those links will be in the episode description, and I'll post them on Instagram as well. We've lost Stephanie, unfortunately, on the call, but I do, again, want to thank her for being such a great first guest. I hope that everyone has a safe and celebratory Thanksgiving, however that might look for you. I do also want to definitely acknowledge that Thanksgiving is a holiday with a complicated past, but I hope that you can use it as a time to reflect reflect on everything that you are thankful for and enjoy some time with your family, however that might take shape this year. Of course, I want to say that I am very thankful for everyone who has listened to and supported this podcast. It really, really means a lot to me. This is such a fun thing to do, and it's so wonderful when people want to talk to me about it or tell me that they've just listened to three episodes in a row um, and that people enjoy spending time listening to me talk on and on and on. I'm sure Natalie would wholeheartedly heartily echo those sentiments as well. So have a great and safe Thanksgiving and we'll talk to you next time.